I'm Jeff Fidoff, and uh, follow me on Twitter at that happens. This is my maiden voyage doing a solo black and gold daily blitz. Um, but uh, we got a lot to get into today. And the Steelers start training camp July 27th uh, for black and gold gets underway at Latrobe. So I just want to do some broad strokes regarding the uh, the Steelers' season. We'll get into more detail, obviously, as we get closer into camp and uh, things start happening there on the field with the Steelers. They start getting ready for the season opener. But um, the AFC North, as we sit here today, looks like the best division in the NFL. Now, we did say the same thing last year about the AFC West. We saw how that ended up with uh, Denver falling flat on their face, the Raiders underperforming. Um, obviously, the Chiefs were great, and the Chargers made the playoffs. But we all thought the AFC – many people thought the AFC West would be um, the best division in the NFL last year, and it turned out not to be for injuries, for underperformance, all of that. Uh, but it looks like, at least right now as we sit here in July, that the AFC North will be the strongest division in football this year. Um, these teams are going to beat the hell out of each other. And every division game is going to be must-see television. And what's going to happen is because, in my opinion, because there are so many teams going to – are going to beat each other up. No one's going to go through this division with like a a six and two division mark or seven and one something like that. But as far as in the division goes, I shouldn't say six and two. Uh, you play six games in the division. No one's going to go six and zero. Oh, no one's going to go five and one. I think four and two is about the best you're going to see in this division as far as divisional play goes. Probably four and two. Um, but there'll be a lot of three and threes. So right now, as we sit here today, the Steelers are favored in eight of their 17 games. You know about the Mike Tomlin thing, never having a losing record. Uh, but out of their 17 games, one game has no line. Uh, that's the game at Baltimore Week 18 right now. And the one game is a pick em against the Rams when they're in uh, L.A. taking on the Rams in Week 7. So out of their other games then, um, like I said, they're favored in eight of the other um, of the other 15 – I'm sorry, of the other uh, 15 games. So – um, what's interesting about this, though, only three games have a point spread right now of larger than three points. So uh, the Steelers, the ones that are larger than three points, Steelers are minus three and a half ho- hosting the Titans in week nine. Uh, the Bengals are minus five <clears throat> when they host Pittsburgh in week 12. Steelers minus six and a half hosting Arizona week 13. Now, what that tells me is a couple of things. One, they predict a lot of obviously close games for Pittsburgh this season, but two, Coaching's going to be a real big factor this year, maybe more so than it has been in a while with the Steelers. But when you have so many close games projected, a lot of times the better prepared staff, better prepared team is going to prevail in those pick em games. Those games are within three points. So um, big year for Mike Tomlin. We'll talk about some of the things going on but um, with the team, but it's a huge year for Mike Tomlin. Let me tell you another reason it's a huge year for the Steelers. If the Steelers... And again, I say it's a four-team, it's a dogfight in that division. The Steelers are not the favorite. The Steelers are probably favored more often to come in fourth place than any place else in the division. If the Steelers miss the playoffs again this season, they are going to be one of the teams that could be picked for hard knocks in 2024. And you bet your ass if the Steelers are one of the teams that are available because they missed the playoffs consecutive years and have the same head coach being Mike Tomlin still there, not having a first-year head coach in, the Steelers are one of the teams that could be forced into doing hard knocks, much like the Jets are this year. Uh, much to their chagrin, the Jets didn't want to do hard knocks. The NFL is forcing them. So just something to keep an eye on with the Steelers this year. If they miss the playoffs for a second consecutive year, they become automatically eligible to be forced into participating in HBO's Hard Knocks, which I would love to see it, but I also hate to see it, if you know what I mean. I want to see an SEC 9-8 record like Tomlin of never having a uh, losing record. So, obviously, this year, a couple of keys. The original broad strokes, we'll get into more details later on as we progress more into July, but um, the offensive line is going to tell a lot of the story for the Steelers this year. 
and we should know rather quickly if this line is improved from last season. Um, if it is, Najee Harris is better. Kenny Pickett has more time and more opportunities to complete passes. It'll also allow Pickett to grow from a game manager into a game changer. If the offensive line can um, can hold off defensive lines and, and rushing uh, secondary guys like the, better than they did last year, if they can be better than they were last year, it's going to be a huge improvement for the Steelers. Now, Kenny Pickett this year, um, he's got to make a, a big leap for the Steelers for them to get to the postseason uh, and for Mike Tomlin to keep that streak going. So um, they need that out of Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, he's going to benefit. I will say, Tomlin, I don't feel like Tomlin's made a lot of grave mistakes in his time with the Steelers uh, coaching-wise. He did make a big mistake in the way he handled the quarterback situation last year, the transition. What I mean by that is um, I thought they should wait and get Pickett in there. Either get him week one, say you're starting, and we're going to go through training camp with you as a starter and give you every opportunity to take all the first team reps, and you're going to be the starter week one. Or wait until later on in the season, maybe the bye week, but don't do it midstream in a game. But they chose to do that. They benched Trubisky. Um, they put Pickett in. Pickett was fine. He, you know, he was like I say, game manager this past year. Uh, so they need a big season out of him. And I, I think coming in with a full season, a full preseason, I should say, off season of being the number one quarterback, clear cut number one quarterback, will make a big difference for his development here in his second year for the Steelers in 2023. Now, Najee, yes, I, I talked about him, and I got to tell you, I am concerned about his workload. Um, it, his first two seasons, he's had a lot of touches uh, and he had a lot of drop off in production from his rookie season of last year looked better at the end of last year but just look at the numbers in 2021 he rushed for 1200 yards and caught 74 passes for, for 467 yards 1667 total yards on the season and again 74 passes that's a big number 2022 he dropped to 1034 yards um, on the ground and 41 passes for 229 yards. So he lost, he had 33 fewer passes. Now, part of this, because Pickett's got a better arm than Big Ben had in his last season, um, Pickett a little more mobile, could make different decisions than maybe Big Ben had to when Roethlisberger dumped the ball off um, more often to the backs, the short passes and whatnot. But um, so I'm not as concerned about the passing game because I don't think – I think Harris is more forced into being part of it more often in 2021 because of the shortcomings elsewhere, whereas last year I don't think he was relied on as much because they didn't need to. Uh, but nonetheless, this is what concerns me. He's got to combine 708 touches in the regular season and postseason in his first two seasons. 708, 354 a season. That's a lot to put on a running back. And you look at numbers of running backs who get over 300 touches in a season, or over 330. You can expect the drop off in production. And I, Najee Harris is a big boy. I don't. I'm not saying he'll have a huge drop off. It just concerns me that he had so many touches in his first two seasons. So um, we'll see if, uh, if if that proves to be a problem this year or not. But the Steelers are going to have to rely on Jalen Warren. By the way, in his last season at Alabama. Uh, Najee Harris also had 294 touches. That gives him 1,002 total touches over three seasons. A lot of wear and tear. Jalen Warren is going to need to be counted on for the Steelers this year to give Najee a break, and he can't have another 300-touch season. I want to see Najee in around the 280 range would be ideal in that they can do that if they can keep Jalen Warren on the field and keep him effective as well. All right, let's go to the defense now. The addition of Patrick Peterson is going to have a lot do a success or failure on that side of the ball. Peterson picked off five passes last year for Minnesota. His most in the season since 2012 when he had seven interceptions for the Cardinals. That's his career high. Um, the Vikings play mostly kind of a zone defense 
and the Steelers do more man coverage. So there's going to be an adjustment there for him. And he might not pick off as many passes. I don't expect him to get five interceptions again, or seven for that matter. But it's going to be an adjustment for him going into a different scheme. It will give him more freedom, and that might be better uh, for Peterson. But And also, Joey Porter Jr., how soon will he be ready to make a significant impact? I love this guy. I think he was a great steal. The Steelers, look, they got him for Chase Claypool is what they did, and the Bears might cut Chase Claypool. The Steelers are just fine at wide receiver. They seem to always know when to get rid of guys. And uh, Chase Claypool, they got rid of him at the right time. Getting that 33rd pick overall uh, for Chase Claypool is significant. Sports on defense, the health of T.J. Watt's going to be another key. When he was on the field last year, the Steelers were a top-five defense. Fourth in scoring uh, and takeaways. When he didn't play, when he didn't play, when T.J. Watt was out, they were 30th in total defense. That's a big part of this. T.J. Watt also got to stay healthy. Whereas on the offensive side, we need the offensive line to be better. On the defensive side, the defensive side to be healthy. That's what you need on defense. Cole Holt, an underrated pick for them. Got from Washington on a three-year $18 million deal. Uh, $4.9 million signing bonus. And uh, the reason it's important, he's inside linebacker from Washington who did get hurt last year. Uh, late November, he got hurt and um, uh, had foot surgery to end the season, got foot injured reserve. Anyway, the reason this is important is because in 2021, Holcomb played 92% of the snaps for Washington in 2021. In 2022, before the seven games he played, before he got hurt, he played in nearly 100% of the snaps. So that's a big deal. You get a guy like that who's durable, who can stay on the field out there, and he's an effective inside linebacker. I think he'll fit in great with Pittsburgh. So T.J. Watt being healthy, having Cole Holcomb healthy and on the field is a big addition as well. And you got to watch that defense with Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter Jr., what they can do. All right, that is it for this edition of, of uh, the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. Again, I'm Jeff Tito. June 7th is when we are going to have training camp start for the Black and Gold at Latrobe. Follow me on Twitter at that happens. We'll do more of these. Can't wait to do it. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the Black and Gold Daily Blitz right here on FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media.